صوت أهل السنة والجماعة صوت مركز الصحابة محبت کا زینہ بہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم بہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم نکاق دے مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم یہ فرما گئے ہے رسول مکرم السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ استیم لسنرز اور مرکز صحابہ دا وائس اف اہل السنہ والجماعہ از ویل از اور استیم لسنرز اف سیریس ایف ایم وی ویلکم یو ٹو اور پروگرام دا بلس اف میریج وی میک دعا فور مولانا عرفات مے اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی گرانٹ ہم سپیڈی ریکوری مولانا ہیز گون فور ٹو ریموو کڈنی سٹونز سو مے اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی میک ایٹ ایزی فور ہم We welcome our Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain Sahib Tamad Barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Mufti Sahib. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa zaid kan jazakallahu khairan. Our listeners can send in their queries to the number 084-786-3132. Foreign country, plus 27-84-786-3132. Mufti Sahib, the first question, a person says, my daughter says she can't find the right person and she wants to attend the halal speed dating in Weinberg end of this month. They say bring a mahram. Can a father go? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasoolihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Today is the 2nd of Zulqa'da 1444. So here there are three different questions. Those of you who are now ready to get married and so forth and so on. So daily read two rakat salat, for example, now you can read two rakat salat and thereafter you read Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata a'yun. Chapter 25, verse number 74. In the 19th Jews, the 19th Supara, by the first quarter, where the first quarter ends, O Allah, grant us such spouses, grant us such progeny and children, that are the coolness of the eyes. So that is chapter 25, verse 74. That you are 18, 20, 21, 22, 25 years old, for example, 30 years old. And you're still not married, you want to settle down. So obviously you must settle down. Second issue will be the parents. Hamul banat ilal mamat. When you have daughters, then you worry more about them compared to the sons and so forth. So you must remember in a case like that, so you, the parents, when you have unmarried daughters, unmarried sons, so the dua for you, the parents, same surah, chapter 25, surah al-Furqan, the criterion, and you must read, they must read, you, the parents, must read, and they can also read. But especially the parents, they should be reading chapter 25, verse 54. Chapter 25, verse 54. That's for the parents. And chapter 25, verse 74, that is for the children. So both parties must be reading and begging all Allah. So what is the dua? Chapter 25, verse 54. 
He created this human being from the semen and sperm. Thereafter, See, I was born, right? So 60 years ago, 65 years ago, whatever the case might be. So then I have parents. So my father, Ismail, my mother, Halima, Rahimahullah, both have passed away. Allah grant them Jannatul Firdaus. So that is Mokiul Imtinan. That is an occasion Allah is highlighting His bounties and favors upon you. You have parents. Then when you grow up, you want to settle down. Fajalahu Nasabo was and Almighty Allah gives you in-laws as well. So, Ovi Muhammad, Usman Wali Muhammad, and Halima, father-in-law, mother-in-law, both awliyaullah, very, very pious people, both passed away. So Allah grant them also Jannatul Firdaus. So you, the parents, you, that is a dua you must be making. Third one, Al-Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah, stole us and taught us a wonderful usul and a wonderful principle of Islam. I just told you Allah Ta'ala blessed us with a lineage is a bounty of Allah. Allah Ta'ala blessed us with in-laws, father-in-law, mother-in-law is a bounty of Allah. Now the usul, the principle. You can obtain and receive these bounties of Almighty Allah through haram's means. So now you got halal dating. There, if you go to Europe and Canada and here and there, you will find that they got halal escort agency and what and what. Today, halal has become very cheap. You must remember that. People will tell you this chicken is halal and this meat is halal and this food is halal and everything. Why? Because they're making money out of this with the halal logo. They will tell you this is Sharia compliant and this is according to why. Because they're getting kicked back from there, the Sharia scholars and so forth. But us, we consider them, 90% of them, we will say is scholars for dollars. And the Quran Sharif makes this very clear. Hada halalu wa haram. That people will tell you with their own crooked tongues. That's the word Quran uses. With their crooked tongues, they will say, Al sinatumul kadiba. Hada halal wa hada haram. That this is halal and this is haram and this is permissible, this is not permissible. Why? لِتَفْتَرُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبِ So that they want, you must lie against Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. So remember, this is a serious, serious matter. And إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَفْتَرُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبِ And those people who speak lies against Almighty Allah, لا يفلحون. They can't be successful. So go open Surah to Nahal, chapter 16, and verses 116, 117, you will find. You must not be like those people who say with their twisted tongues, folk tongues, that they speak lies and they say this is halal. Now, halal dating, halal escort agency, halal meat, halal chicken, Halal, you see, that police minister, they got there, he went, he wanted, uh, he wanted pork, so he said, go by the halal restaurant. Now, how you reconcile these two things, I'm asking you. So you must remember this. haram So you lie against all Allah, invent lies and fabrication. 
See, you call this Rabtul Ayat. You call this the link, connection, nexus between the verses. This is chapter 16, Surah Nahal Dabi, and verse 116. So easy reference, chapter 16, verse 116. Then go to the next verse. Why people will do all that? Mata'un qalil. For the meager, for the meager benefit and for the money benefit, material benefit, the little bit. You know, there was a grammarian, there was a linguist, par excellence, Imam Ismail, rahimahullah. He would read the Quran cover to cover, but three words would always beat him. So he left the towns, he left the cosmopolitan, metropolitan area. He said, let me go to the outskirts, to the periphery, and maybe there I will ask somebody. Manjadda wajada is a saying in Arabic, when you make effort, then you find it also. So he went. Lo and behold, on the outskirts, there was an interaction between mother and daughter. So mother asked, al mata'a? Where is the mata'a? So the daughter answered, Ja'ar-Raqib. The first word he wanted was mata'a. Then the daughter answered, Ja'ar-Raqib. Raqib was the second word he wanted. And then she, the daughter, said, When the Raqib came, al-Jabal. And the third word he wanted was Tabarak. Subhanallah, in one minute, all three words got solved. Ain al-mata, where is that dirty rag we keep in the kitchen? Who attaches any value to that? In Afrikaans, you call it the lapi, you know. So, it gets there, good is not there, is lost, nobody bothers about it. So, mata, and then qalil. So, a dirty, dirty rag, very dirty place, and so forth. But people are going to war, and people are going mad over it, remember that. So the daughter answered, So the dog that is black and white. So now he understood, you see. That the dog came. And what the dog did, he said, let me go for a stroll. With the barakal First he went to Table Mountain. He said, I waste my time this mountain. Then he went to Kilimanjaro. He said, I waste my time. Then he went there to Nepal. And where he found? He found Mount Everest and all these things. Yeah. So, yeah, this one is all right for me. So he ran away to the highest mountain in that area. So Tabarak. Tabarak Allahi. Allah Ta'ala will give, give and elevate, elevate, elevate whomsoever he wishes. You must understand the philology, the history, the beauty, the glory, the style, the diction of the words in the Quran. Mata'un qalilu in the worldly benefit, little bit benefit. Walahum adabun alim, and for them will be a painful, terrible, horrible punishment. Chapter 16, verse number 116 and verse 117. Totally haram to go for halal dating and halal escort agency. I'm against all this matchmaking also. Remember that. How many times people have asked us why you don't do it? So remember this. If things work out, they'll put us right on the sky. And let one marriage fail and so forth. And we gave the recommendation. Then 
Then they will crucify you, you must remember that. And how many people today, now because of this matchmaking, then they start chatting, then the SMSs, then the WhatsApp, then the emails flying to the females. So then we become directly or indirectly the cause for what Quran says you must never do. Wala taqrabu zina. Innahu kana fahisha asabila. Never ever go near and approach zina and fornication because it is something indecent. It is something obscene. Wasa asabila. And what a horrible, terrible way it is. So therefore, these things here are all the wazayyanalamu shaitanu a'malahum. You see, Satan, Lucifer comes and he takes haram actions and gives it a beautiful coat. You see your car, now it met up in an accident. So now they say, okay, now we have to spray paint it, you see. So now Shaitan comes, he spray paints it. Now he gives it a glossy look like. Then you get the people whose iman is weak, they get carried away. So Quran is teaching us, وَلَا تَقْرَبُ zina إِنَّهُ كَانَ fahisha. Chapter 17 and verse number 33, 32 Verse number 32. So there you have it there, chapter 17, verse 32. Musisab, the reply was, her father might go as a representative and as a mahram, but he might also come with a co-wife. Yeah, so that's all. By the time you'll finish up, maybe the father will take another wife from there also. They got all the women parading there, you understand, like selling cattle and all that. Totally haram all that. Muftisab, a boy came to see me for marriage. We both agreed on most things. But when I told him that I'm strict with Parda and I won't sit with your brother, then he dis- he was disinclined to the whole thing. Yeah, leave him. You must remember that. Quran Karim gave you the answer. Chapter 65, Surah Talaq, verses 2 and 3. Whosoever has the quality of taqwa and true piety, Allah consciousness. Allah makes a way out. And Allah will give you such you never ever anticipated and expected. So keep on begging Allah, Ya Wahabu, Ya Fattahu, Ya Razaku, so Ya Hananu, Ya Mannanu, speak to Allah. Today we have forgotten to speak to Allah. That is a weapon for the believer. Hadith in Mustadrak Hakim, Addu'a'u Silahul Mu'min. Therefore, my Dua Kitab's name is this, Weapon of a Believer. The Dua Kitab, Weapon of a Believer. So that, from that Hadith it is. And second one, what you did is 100% right. Nabi alayhi salatu salam, the Master, Prophet, peace be upon him, sallallahu alayhi salam, was asked, Alham, Alham, the husband's brother. They were the brother-in-law. So Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, Akhu zawj, that is in Arabic. So you must remember, alham al-maut, how you must fear the brother-in-law is how you fear death. Everybody has a natural fear of death and so forth. So therefore, now you come, you see, now is meal time. So you with your husband, then your husband's brother is there, then you start chatting, so forth. Then many a time that your husband won't be there and he will try and soften you, socialize with you, talk with you, make two one jokes and all that. So one thing, one thing leads to another. How many cases I know? So you must remember that because of him, the husband's brother, the brother-in-law, the marriage broke. And sometimes that same other brother, now he got married to this lady. So that also we know cases like this. 
So Islam never solves the problem from the fruits, from the top. It will always solve the problem from the roots. You must remember that. But when it comes to arresting people, the crooked politicians of ours and others, for one, one curtain rail and that 50,000 and 53,000 and that. So in those cases, you must start from the top and go downwards when it comes to ukubat and punishments. Muftisab, a female says, my wife says, or in fact, a man says this year, my wife says I suffer from anger. People say I'm a narcissist and I can't change myself. Is there any hope for me, Muftisab? So remember, you don't have to just fall into what people say. So what will be the definition of a narcissist? So the definition will be that you are angry, you want everything your way, and you want to really cause people harm and so forth and so on. So you have to now analyze the situation. If you fall in that category, then first thing, there must be admission of guilt. You must say, yes, I have this weakness in me. Then second one, what am I doing for Islam? That what am I doing to reform myself? Then third one, you must remember that your wife, how long you married to her. So if you are married to her one, two, three years, and there's one, two children, for example, small, small children involved, then my advice always will be that you must be such that you make a reconciliation. You reconcile because of the ma'asum innocent children. But if you are married 30, 40, 50 years, and this mota, your husband, he don't want to show any sign, all that, so tell him now you're going home, and you'll come back when he changes his attitude. You know what they say in English. The attitude then will bring about the altitude, meaning that you will grow higher and higher and fly higher and higher and so forth. So you don't have to break the home. You can just give him one, two, this thing, you understand, ultimatums and so forth and so on. Talaq must be the last, 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 last option. Why? The authentic hadith in Mishkat Sharif Abu Dawood. Here Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna abghad al-halali ilallah at-talaq. The most hated, detested thing which Almighty Allah made permissible is talaq. So we can't use that as the first option. It must be the last, last option. And who wants talaq? Satan, Lucifer, Shaitan and his cronies and comrades. Surah 2 verse 102. They want to cause separation between husband and wife. That's why they get so happy when Iblis stands there or he sits there over the ocean and it is almost Maghrib time. Therefore, the hadith in Bukhari Sharif, when the evening is approaching, meaning the sunset is approaching, keep your children indoors. So, that's the time Shaitan, Lucifer, and them, they have their daily meetings. He asked them what you did. He said, I made that person commit zina, fornication, adultery, gay business. Okay. What you did, I made that person go and steal and hijack. Okay. What you did, I made that person take riba and interest and so forth. What you did, I made that person watch pornography and so forth. Then one shaitan will come. What you did, he said, I caused separation between husband and wife. He calls him Iblis, the big shaitan. He calls his smaller one. Come here. Fal the word in Sahih Muslim. 
Then he goes and embraces him. He hugs him. You did the biggest job for today. You brought about separation between Muslim husband and Muslim wife. Allah forbid, Allah forbid. So we need to understand that that must be used only as a last, last resort. When we have tried all the other avenues, then only, then try again also. So inshallah, Allah's mercy is there always, all times, all places, all circumstances. So that is my advice regarding that issue. A woman says, my daughter wants to study at UJ. They're offering a course for alimas. And it is also if you didn't get matric. Can I attend this? I will be there this week in UJ, inshallah. So even I saw the advert. We did against all these things. Once you go and study, you must remember at a university and so forth. And you want to study now and a lady. So how you will be going? You will have to travel there. Then you will have to go there alone and there's no mahram, there's no nothing there. Who are your lecturers? The men and those sometimes Muslim men, sometimes non-Muslim men and so forth and so on. So remember this is the aim of the Westerners and so forth and they call them mustashriqeen, the Orientalists. This is how they steal your iman. You know, I must tell you a secret. Otherwise, just leave it. Okay, let me tell you one. I'll just tell you part of it. You see, I studied there in what they call UJ now. Those days, it was called Rao, then African <coughs> University. You understood? So I wrote my thesis and everything there, Imam Tirmizi's contribution towards Hadith and that. Then when I was doing, you must remember that my other thesis and dissertation, and it was called, you must remember, Imam Nasai's contribution towards Hadith. So there was one chapter there. They told me they're not happy with it. So I asked them, why are you not happy? They said, we want you. They want me. I must criticize the Sahaba, the beloved hmm. students of Nabi Salaam. So I said, no, I'm not prepared to do that. Then they told me, no, they won't give me the degree. And I said, fine, said, you keep your degree. You see, when we stand our ground, then mantaraka shay'an lillah khayram min. So they didn't give us their degree, but Allah gave us markah sahaba because we were defending the sahaba. So you must understand that always that Almighty Allah will give you something, the best, which is beyond your perception, comprehension, and so forth, if you did it for the love and pleasure of all. So what a degree means, it means nothing to us. You know, I went to go study because I wanted to see how they do research, how I benefited a lot. I won't lie about that. So you must remember, I learned about how the Orientalists look at things and so forth. But in the process, you must not give up what you have. And you, 90% will do that. 80% will do that. So therefore, I will never advise you, any sister, to go and study. All this, they want to make you a fool. They want to make money out of this. Do you think they're doing this for the love of Islam? Do you think they are doing this for the love of Muslims? I'm asking you. Obviously not. They know the Muslims are gullible. Muslims will sell their religion for the lousy matric certificate also. How many of our youngsters don't read Jumma Salat because you must remember they will tell you it's a matric paper I got to write. How many of us will go and miss the Jumma Salat because on the degree that because they'll say that no, I have to write the exam. Never mind Jumma, I can just read Kaza or something. 
they will justify all these things. So therefore, sister, brother, I would never advise you to go study by these people. Three-quarters of them, half of them are not even qualified according to us. You must remember that to teach Islam and so forth. They studied Islam from a Western perspective. Therefore, Muhammad ibn Sirin used to say, Unzuru amman dinakum. You know my promoter, he died now, they murdered him, I believe. So Nodi, his name. I was amazed how much of Islam that man knows, you know, so this type of thing. Then I heard last year also that some crooks got into his house and they killed him and so forth. But the man knew, he used to tell me, you must read this book, read this book, read this book. Not the books that, like Bukhari, he will tell me the orientalist books written by them and he will say to you this is good this is good you must read this this you see when you write the thesis dissertation or whatever one is the book you must refer to and other books is what is like you know recommended so we should spend hours there in the library very good you know the health system in those days but obviously now you know how it is they're striking more than studying and all these kind of things here so that is how it happens nowadays so therefore me I would not advise anybody especially ladies to go and enroll there definitely not permissible the question is is there a trend amongst couples to live together the idea being to see if they are compatible with each other also the circular laws work against the husband so there's no incentive to get married remember it's 100 percent zina so fornication adultery if you are not married and you are fornicating and so forth, Quran has said, Surah 24, verse 2, The fornicator and fornicators, both of them, you must give them a hundred lashes. And where must you give them? In the public. And remember, a group of the believers must be there to witness it. You see, in today's Western democracies, you take South Africa, you take other countries, and so And it's sad, but true, majority Muslim countries are also going that way there. There, they just turn a blind eye and take your Dubai and all these Arab countries. The amount of fornication, adultery going on undercover. So for what people flock there and so forth. So you must remember, Saudi Arabia, what they said, they're the welcoming the LGBT. So what does that tell you now? So you must remember these type of things here, that in Islam it will never ever be allowed. And adultery is a death penalty. So that is what Islam teaches us. Islam promotes a pure and a chaste society. And the Western culture and democracies, they will tell you as long as you are sane and mature, then you can get busy at fornication, adultery. You can get busy with lesbian. You can get busy with gay business. Now next step they're going to is incest. Already some countries have legalized it. So imagine the father can sleep with the daughter, the mother can sleep with the son, and so forth. Now which person in his right mind will ever think of doing this? But this is the satanic laws, and this is all part of the new world system and the new world order, you must remember. Did you see your mail now? Did you see your mail? Already certain banks are sending messages to their clientele. South Africa. 
certain banks are sending messages to their clientele that we're going digital, we're doing this, we're doing this. They want to get rid of this paper money. And once they got that right, then remember, every move you make, remember that they got control over you. They know exactly how much you bought from ABC, how much you bought from XYZ, how much you bought from this person, that person, all that. So it's like they will control your life. And if things get worse, the child's time, he will tell you you can't eat this thing. With your own money, you can't buy it. They'll tell you why. They'll tell you it's very bad for your health. See, all this. That is what they're calling AI, artificial intelligence. So this is all the fitna of the jal and his cronies and comrades. Therefore, read the dua abundantly. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min fitnatil masihid dajjal. Oh, beloved Allah, I seek the protection of Almighty Allah from the fitna and the trials of Masihid Dajjal. Nabi Isa is called Masihullah because when he is to massage people, they should get cure. And this Masihid Dajjal, he is called Masih because his eyes, both of them are damaged. One is inside and one is protruding outside. So that's why he's called Masihid Dajjal. Allah protect us from him and all his comrades and cronies of Iblis and Dajjal. Amin, amin. Inshallah, we'll go for a break now and continue after this. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah. صوت أهل السنة والجماعة صوت مركز الصحابة Muftisab, the next question here is that I have the sufficient money to attend to go for Hajj. I have been accepted also, but I don't have enough for my wife. Is it fine or can I carry on with this or should I also worry about her to take over? No, when Hajj is compulsory upon you and it's not compulsory upon your wife, then you must go even if you go alone. Man arad al authentic hadith in Abu Dawood. Who made intention of Hajj, then you must make haste. Now, if you're going to not go now, then when your name will come out, there might be other issues and so forth and so on. So the fatwa is you must go alone. And then, inshallah, that you know what Quran Sharif teaches us, chapter 22, verses 26, 27, 28, Allah speaks of Hajj. And one thing, if your intention is sincere, Allah Ta'ala said, لِيَشْهَدُوا مَنَافِعَ لَهُمْ they will witness the nafa, the benefit, the gain, the profit, P-R-O-F-I-T, that accrues for them. Then next time, inshallah, you can go again, then you take your wife with after you have the means and she has the means. But now you must go. You are accredited and then they got quota system and so many other issues can crop up in the year, in the future. So therefore, always remember the hadith in Tirmidhi. If there is no uzr, there is no real valid excuse according to Sharia, and that person did not perform Hajj, that person did not perform Hajj, then Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, فَلَا عَلَيْهِ نَصْرَانِيًا I don't care. He can die a Jew or he can die a Christian. You see the wa'id, the warning and so forth. 
So therefore, brother, no, you must go for Hajj. But nobody says you have to go for six weeks. You can go for three weeks. You can go for two weeks. You can go for four weeks and so forth. So your wife don't feel too lonely and so forth and so on. Obviously, you must make proper arrangements for her and the children if you have children. So that will be the fatwa regarding that issue. A person says, I have a friend and she's shy to ask. She's unmarried, but she's pregnant with someone else's baby. Can she? What can she do? What can she do? She must make tawbah and istighfar. She must go to somebody to give her a hundred lashes. But we can't do that in South Africa because we don't have the authority. But that is the Islamic law that when you come and you say you are pregnant and it is out of wedlock and so forth, so his fornication is Zina, chapter 24, Surah Nur, verse, 20, verse number 2. Chapter 24, verse number 2. Fajlidu hundred lashes. And remember, never go for abortion. You're going to go for abortion and termination of pregnancy. One is you are guilty of Zina fornication then you'll become guilty of murder. In Islam, abortion is murder. And that baby will be asked tomorrow on the Day of Justice. Mu'uda wa'ad means when they would take their children alive and dig a hole, dig a grave, and then bury them alive. So in Islam, understand this, infanticide, that is, the infant is born, and then you murder them, that is haram. And feticide, that now the fetus is in your home, in your home, but it was on zina, fornication, so to go and make it terminated and so forth, also is haram. So infanticide is haram, feticide is haram, and last night's Q&A I mentioned this. If, hypothetically, for argument's sake, you go for abortion, now you must realize you're a murderer in Islam. You will see your life will never be the same. I just said that after one, two minutes, a dull lady came on, she sent a WhatsApp and said she went for abortion three or four years ago, and she says from that time, my whole life is going topsy-turvy. I've been to so many doctors and amils and hakims, and nobody can help me. So because you are guilty of murder now, so you must keep the child and the lineage of the child will go with the mother and not with the father. So that is what you must realize. It's very, very serious crime. And both of you need to get a hundred lashes in public as enshrined in the Noble Quran. Mufti a person says we adopted a baby and it's a boy. Now this, this child is big now and reaching maturity. So we don't know what to do with regards to keeping him in the house or not. Remember that when you intend adopting a baby or a child, there are three different issues. Issue number one is that you only got daughters or you don't have children. So, or you only have sons. So now you want a daughter like that. So whatever the circumstances are, so remember that when you adopt the baby, then chapter 33 verse 5 makes it very, very clear. Surah 33, Surah Ahzab, verse 5, Ud'uhum, call them. Them, the pronoun Zamir refers to Mutabanna, the adopted children. Ud'uhum li'abaihim, by the biological father's name. Huwa aqsatu in the law. That is justice by Almighty Allah. 
So you can't register the name of the child on your name or your wife's name or your family name, all haram, all that. So if you don't know the name, فَإِخْوَانُكُمْ فِي الدِّينَ So they are your brothers in religion. So now you took a brother and he's adopted. So you kept his name Jamil, for example. So you say Jamil Muslim, Jamil Islam, words like that and so forth. So that will be acceptable, no problem with that. So that is the first issue. Second issue will be, so the lineage will go to you, the mother, biological mother. Whether you're 14, 15, 16, whatever it is, so that will be the law. The next one will be, you must remember, inheritance, that adopted children don't inherit. But to circumvent that, so remember that we will say, you must make wasiya for them, you can bequeath for them, maximum one-third from the net estate. So that is after burial, funeral expenses, the debts of the deceased are paid and so forth. So that will be the third step. And then the fourth step will be that, remember, that this person who now you adopted, that when they grow up, so now he is now 10 years old, 11 years old, then you know the earliest a girl becomes baligha in Islam is nine years old. The earliest the boy becomes a baligh and mature is 12 years old. So from that time, 10, 11 already, you must prepare yourself because he will see a wet dream and then he'll become baligh. And then between you, this boy, the son, and adopted son and his adopted mother, there will be hijab in farda, you see. Or is a daughter, so between her and the adopted father, there will be hijab in farda compulsory. So to circumvent that, to solve that, we say go get some tablets and get some, you know, for breastfeeding. Then you will see some milk and all it will come out. And in that way, there you breastfeed the baby and then you become the foster father and foster mother. So Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Malik say, even if it is one, two, three drops, remember that, and the child is two years old, less than two years old, it will suffice. Imam Shafi, Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal say, no, there must be atin five times you have to then, you must remember, feed the child and so forth, and then only will the rada'at be proven, you will become the foster father and foster mother. Mother. So that is all an academic discussion, but these are the three issues. One is the name Zaid bin Muhammad. When the ayat was revealed, Zaid bin Haritha radiallahu an, and for Nabi sallallahu alaihi we must say sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So that is the first lesson. And then second lesson, I told you about inheritance. And third lesson, we told you that you must remember that this people, this lady you want to get married to, and so forth, you must breastfeed that lady, child. Otherwise, parda will be compulsory. So now when your son is reaching 10, 11, and you know he's not your son, so did your wife breastfeed him when he was six months old, one year old, and so forth, that if the answer is yes, then the laws of parda will fall away because you foster father, foster mother. But if there was nothing like that, then the laws of Parda will remain and you will have to exercise the hijab in Parda and be very careful regarding these type of issues. Mufti Sahib, a person is asking, can you please, can Mufti Sahib please explain to us the marriage of Rasulullah Wasallam's parents? What, what must you say, radiyallahu anhum? Or what? Remember that these are issues that Allama Suyuti, rahimahullah, and them, they wrote books on this. 
So we say that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's parents passed away as Muslim and Allama Suyuti Rahimahullah and them wrote books. Some of the Salafis, they got their own ideas and so forth and so on. But the best is to make sukut and keep quiet regarding this issue. Why must you worry of things? Allah Ta'ala not going to ask you. You think Allah will ask you that? Allah will never ask anybody of us. That ummah passed away. And for them is their deeds. For you is your deeds. You will not be questioned about things which they did, you must remember. So you don't have to worry about these type of things there. And you must remember that there was a proper nikah. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa parents, grandparents were proper nikah. Ma wulitu min sifahin. Then never did anybody in my ancestors, in my lineage, commit adultery, fornication, nay. They were all pure, 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 pure. So therefore, we must remember that Nabi was selected from the best of the best and so forth. So therefore, this type of issues, best is to keep sukut and adopt silence regarding it because then you can make sometimes statements that can lead you out of the fold of Islam because people sometimes get very, very emotional. Mufti Sahib, a person says, my daughter is eight years old. How do I teach her to come into Salah? So you must remember, you're already one year late. Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, Allimuhum in the sab'in. You must teach your children about salat when they're seven years old. So you have to tell them this is how you perform hudu, show them the actions by eight, seven, and eight. They know the surahs also. Normally, if they went madrasa and so forth. So these are the issues you must grapple with and explain to them. Now we got so much time in today's society for Hollywood, Bollywood, Robin Hood and Shaitan Hood and Tiger Hood and all that. Then we neglect our children and the quality time we haven't spent with them. I told you a hundred times you must remember that. That this time is one of the greatest capitals Allah has given us. Well, asuri, well, fajri. So all that is telling you about time. And it is telling us how we should be valuing time. And remember that we must use the time and not go and abuse the time and so forth. So that is what Islam will teach us, remember, regarding these issues here. Mutisab, the question is, a person says yesterday in our community, a man with children wanted to kill his mother. Is this close to Kiyama now? 100% you must remember that people who do this type of things go to Jahannam and land there for many, many, many years. They go to Jahannam, they stay there very long time. Allah Ta'ala's wrath is upon them. Allah's curse is upon him. And for such a person, remember, there will be that a great, great reward. So that is a, a, a big punishment will come on the person who was the murderer and the person who got murdered, he will pass away as a shaheed and as a martyr. So we must remember that. And then your mother on top of it. One is you steal right outside. You must remember the masjid. And one, you, you swear outside the masjid. And one is you swear inside the masjid. So what will happen? 
The same word, but remember, the crime will be much more inside the masjid. So to commit murder like that, terrible, big punishment awaits that person there, Quran Karim states. And when it's your mother, then obviously it's much worse and so forth. So 100%, we are very, very coming. Hazrat Allama bin Nuri, Rahimullah, in 1973, when Dalum Newcastle started, he told him, Sema, parao, or inku then make imams and ulama and send them off. Qiyamat qareeb hai. Qiyamat baut qareeb hai. So these were great, great people, you know. So you must remember this and you should tell them, I see big, big three clouds here in South Africa. People used to mock and laugh at him. In 76, when all the riots broke loose, then they realize what he was speaking about. So therefore, when they say certain things, it might seem a fairy tale, but remember, it is 100% authentic, and it is 100% taken from authentic sources as well. Respected Mufti sir, my son has been shortlisted for a job. What can he read? Yeah, if it is first of all, you must ask them, can you go for Salat? Second, will you be allowed? You must remember about Jumma and all that. Third one, there must be nothing insurance or interest and all that that is in your income because then your income will be tainted and polluted. So all these are issues. So read the 99 names of Almighty Allah, Jalla and make dua. Quran Sharif teaches us, chapter 7, verse 180. So all Mati Allah tells us in chapter 7 and verse 180 that Allah has beautiful names. Invoke all Mati Allah by those beautiful names and then you make dua. For example, Ya Wahabu, Ya Wahab, you are the best of giver. Ya Fatahu, Ya Fatah, Ya Allah, you are the best one. So you must remember to solve our problems, remove all the obstacles and so forth. So you read it and then you make dua from the bottom of your heart, inshallah. A person is saying that we complain of feminists and feminism, but Nabi Karim Sallallahu mother sent him as a baby to the villages. See, it was a custom, you must remember. There's got nothing to do with feminism and all that, what you're thinking about. You see, Quran Karim states, Through this Quran Sharif, Sunnah Mubarakah, many, many people go astray, and many people will receive guidance. Last night alone, you take yesterday. In the morning program, remember, one person embraced Islam. Last night in Q&A, 41 people embraced Islam. And then when we were closing the program, another lady from from Pretoria said, make me Muslim now and now. So we made her. So yesterday alone, 43 people embraced Islam. So when we say, Allah malaka shukru kullu, walaka alhamdu kullu. So they were looking, searching for the truth. Allah gave them hidayat. Now people like you, you look for verses to fit into your ear ideas, your terminology, and your, you must remember, you know, theories and so forth. So that is how you go astray. Since when feminism has a place in Islam? And you must remember when Habibuna went, so remember it was the tradition, the custom, and all Mighty Allah chose, say the Halima radiallahu anha, when they arrived in Makkah, then you must remember they came last like almost. And when they were leaving, she was one of the first people to leave. 
Why? Because you must remember that, you know, that uh, the, the milk and all that in the outskirts at that time was much superior and so forth. So therefore, and she said, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would go there and receive the milk from his mother, Sayyidah Halima radiallahu anha. And when she just took Nabi Alayhi Salaam, then what she said, Inna lahu lasha'an. You know why? When she and her husband and them came, her camel was last. And then when they going back, now they're overtaking everybody. So they asked her, did you change the markup? Did you change your means of conveyance? She said, no. The markup is the same, but the rakib has changed. Mm. You understood? The rakib means the master, salam, is worth, and he's got a superior rank and all that. Halima Saadiya. Where is Saadiya? Saadiya is a tribe. So when you go from Makkah, you go to Taif. After Taif, you travel further and you go further up. The road is not good. So there, you must remember, is the Banu Saadiya. So she came from that tribe there. So in all this was done with the will of Almighty Allah. Addabani Rabbi fa'ahsana ta'adibi. The hadith mentioned in Mustad Ahmad. Allah Jalla Allah taught me, you must remember, the manners, the character, all that, and taught me in the best fashion, the best manner. So for you to speak of feminism, that is kufr, that you must remember that. There is no place for feminism in Islam, the ways understood by the West. They will tell you inheritance cannot be two to one. It must be equal for male and female. They will tell you, you must remember, how can talaq be vested in the men only? The woman must have right to give talaq. You see, so these are things that when people want to study Islam with a jaundiced eye, people want to study Islam, but you must remember that they have a hidden agenda prepared already. Now they want to use these verses and so forth for that hidden agenda. So that is where the problem comes about. This is a bit of a lengthy question. The person says, both sides of parents are aware that their son and daughter like one another. They officially propose, including grandparents, but there's no talk of nikah because both of these unmarried couple who are working and earning, they are waiting to find the most appropriate house. Please advise both families. All shaitaniyat, all these things, eh? you allowing your son and your daughter, now they'll be chatting and they'll be talking and maybe they're dating and moving around, smooching and all that. All that you'll allow. And you say, no, you're looking for a house and all this type of thing. You think that's a valid excuse? There's hundred and thousand houses you can get on rental. Since when you must get a house that is five star and all that. So I got married. I didn't even have a house. We spent three nights there in Karachi in the hotel. And then with Allah's help, I found a flat right next to the madrasa, the Darulum. And then I was the first tenant. The day I moved in, they were putting the plugs on the wall and so forth and so on. Shamimbai. Shamimbai was my landlord there. And he was a big shot engineer. So he told me, Cheso Rupiah, you must pay monthly 600 rupees. So I told him that what about the water lights and all that? So he said that you don't have to worry. Okay, you know all those illegal connections they do. He said, I did something. I said, bye. That I'm him, Sabu or Abistara. So I give you 600 rand for the rental, water, lights, everything. And he said, yeah, it's very good. But he's not going to pay, so that's his business. So you must remember this. Until now, I'm renting. How many years from 79 till now? So you do the maths and so forth. So you must remember over 40 years. So with Allah's help and so forth. And we've got no problem. 
So to use, these are all feeble excuses. Yo, the shaitan has got a hold of you all, you understood? Come with all this fairy tale, looking for a house and all this kind. It's like that person say, no, that I can't get married now. So I asked him why. He said, we're looking for a nice cook. You understand? <laughs> you can't get the cook. So you must remember this type of thing. Give everybody cook sisters, finish them. What do you want to make all stories and all? But you see, people's minds are warped. You must remember that. Allah Ta'ala accept all of us and all the programs. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ameen. Ameen. Esteemed listeners of Merka Sahaba, the voice of Ahli Sunnah wal Jama'ah, as well as Sirius FM, we now end of our program. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sawtu Ahli Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Sawtu Merka Sahaba.